Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish... Greg DeMarco Show. Best in all his future endeavors. Never has a theme song for never has that theme song for this show been more appropriate as this is the all new retooled reformatted babyface heel podcast where I will do my best to sabotage everything that Patrick O'Dowd and Miranda Morales do. This is the all new babyface heel podcast because there's two sides to every storyline. Basically, I'm the heel. Patrick is the babyface and Miranda is stuck in the middle. Forced to be the referee, the peacekeeper, the tweener, the, 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 the judge, the jury, and free to choose sides as she wishes. Of course, my name is Greg DeMarco. You can follow me on all of your forms of social media. That's the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram at ChairShotGreg. The Babyface Heel Podcast is part of the ChairShot Radio Network, which you can follow along on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Just do us a favor, uh, on whatever you listen on, go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and leave us a five-star review, like the show, share it with a friend, let them know how we're doing. The, the numbers are taking off and our podcasts are doing well, really well. And it's, it's, it's been really going up in the month of January. Um, I don't know what it is about 2021 off to this start. Uh, not the start that most people wanted in the world, but for our podcast numbers, it's been a, an amazing start. So please do that. Of course, the chairshot.com is your home for sports entertainment and sports entertainment we started with wrestling but we've become so much more and i definitely want you to check that out over at thechairshot.com and follow that over at chairshot media thechairshot.com always use your head of course i can't really be a heel without people to, to sabotage and go heel on so for starters you know him he's been here since day one ish you can follow him on all of your forms of social well at least twitter because he's got different names different places but he is at wrestling realist that's w-r-e-s-t-l-n-g-r-e-a-l-i-s-t he is the baby face he is patrick o'dowd what's up man I was like, this is where you talk, man. You're like, or you're like slow. You're like, uh, I was, shut, shut up. I, I was rolling my way in. You were warming yourself up. You wouldn't shut up. I was. The pre-show stuff. And then now you're like, now it's like, well, you know, teeth. to, to be blunt, 
I'm, I'm a little nervous. Oh, you got this. Be totally fine. You know, we just steer the ship as we go and it'll be a okay. And this is, that's true. We're going to wing it down. It's not, it's pretty, we actually planned it pretty well. Yeah. At least I did. So we'll see how it yeah, goes. I, I, I love how you set me up for something I haven't watched on at all. Be fine. But anyway, uh, it, you know how these things, topics work, man. It's all about perspective. It's not about having watched. I it. know. I'm just, I'm just shaking your chain. You made me do homework this week. Like I read the rundown. I was like, fuck, well, I guess I got to watch raw on time. God damn it. Oh, and I'm not just take that. my, what? No, because you had to text me some information that I'm going to make you talk about instead. So, yeah, oh, I told you I was going to. Really I that. told you I was going to. This is such good shit. All right. She's currently muted, but I'll give her a second to unmute herself. She is the tweener. She is stuck in the middle of the referee, the peacekeeper, and at some points maybe even forced to choose sides or may do so on her own. She's the queen of soft style. You can follow her on Facebook and Instagram, but no Twitter because she is a Twitterless heroine herself, at the hashtag Miranda. It's Miranda Morales. Yes. Clowns to the left of me and jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle. See, that's a good reference. That, that's, I like that. That was good. Yes, I, mean, yes, I, I could have buzzered you, but why would I do that? Why would I buzzer you? That's, that, would be, that would be no fun. By the way, I don't have chair shot updates on the rundown, but I do want to provide a couple quick ones. Um, as you guys know, chair shot radio taken off. Uh, I've mentioned that the daily format and our NFL coverage doing really well as well. Um, got some great stuff out there on the website about that now for people to check out. But what I really want to talk about is, well, first of all, the, the, the Tuesday edition of chair shot radio. Got a lot of reaction out of people and, and lots of fun unintended by like, I really wanted to use an example just as an example, but that's all anybody wants to talk about. They either know like the two of you and, and are, are, are saying things uh, to me. I got text messages, whatever, or they don't know and they want to know. And if you don't know now, you don't know. Cause I ain't telling anybody who doesn't already know. Um, in due time, maybe someday, I'm sure. That's just how the world works. But that was a lot of fun to see their reaction. I just want to throw this out there. If if you ha- if it's Wednesday, well, of course, when you listen to this, we record on Tuesday nights. If you haven't listened to the Wednesday edition of Chair Shot Radio with myself, just just go listen to it. I've already recorded it. Uh, I'll produce you mean, it tonight. You mean the Tuesday edition? Or no, no, the Wednesday you actually edition. mean the Wednesday edition? I mean the Wednesday edition. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Wednesday edition. That You guys don't okay. know what the topic is. I'm not even going to tell you what the topic is. Um, but let's, it's something that people, that's a good topic right there. It's something that people have asked about a lot and, and it's something that I can do multiple times and never run out of material. And it's, um, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. And and it's going to be a lot of fun. Or if you secretly listen to every episode of the Greg DeMarco show, uh, over the past two years, there's secret hints in each single episode. And if you compile all those hints together, then you actually get, uh, what you're really talking about. What's really funny. What's really funny about that is technically you're not wrong. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say about that is it's technically. Like, it's like an episode of WandaVision. Yeah, but that's a different show. And and again, Patrick O'Dell, that's not Kings. what we're talking about look now. Look for the East All right, good. Shut up and let's talk about what we need to talk about. So, Miranda. Fuck you, Greg. I'm just going to wind it up so we can move on. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? How is that not a sound bite? It should be, except I was talking when he did it. I'll should have to get be. him to record should it. Should be. I'll get him recorded another time. So, that's, uh, Yeah. Yeah, no, no, we're not doing that. Um, 
I'm trying to find the 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 the, the Adam Cole soundbite, the other Adam Cole soundbite, not the normal one. I don't know where I put it, so I'm not going to worry about it right now because we got stuff to do. So I'm I'm going to wind it up. Here's me wind it up. We're still going to wind it up, no matter what the format is. So wind it up. Wind it up. Yes. Don't mind if I do. Yes, it is time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t-shirt today. That means you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and you can, well, discover all of the amazing t-shirts that are on sale. You can find them in different styles, different colors, and different logos all just for you. T-shirts start at $19.99. And hey, if you want to spend a few extra dollars, you can order it in soft style. Don't forget, there's some classic T-shirts such as the OG chair shot logo. Of course, multiple always use your head T-shirts. The unofficial official T-shirt of Patrick O'Dowd. Of course, the Queen of Soft Style T-shirt. And everybody hates Greg. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your t-shirt today that is pro wrestling forward slash the chair shot this is one of those times where i really wish that our text messages were part of the show <laughs> that's all i got to say about what i've been sending to patrick O'Dowd. promotional consideration paid for by the following hey folks pc tony here thanks to our new partnership with angry lemonade you can save 10 percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code chair shot head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services use the promo code chair shot to save 10 percent that's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.t. Shut up! All right, enough of that. Uh, I'm good with that one. So we're going to talk about our first topic. And what we're going to do is cover this from a couple different perspectives. And so uh, it'll make sense as we go through it. But after the events of this weekend's, Hard to kill. Pay-per-view. Ethan Page was quick to disparage the goddamn good name of Impact Wrestling, I say with a smirk, for what they what he said was misleading regarding uh, the, the cinematic match between himself and the Karate Man, or better yet, between himself and himself. He didn't like it. He wishes they never used the character at all, and he wants you to know about it. Miranda, do you mind reading for us uh, what he said about this? Yes, I've got to pull that up. Uh, yes, yeah. so, quoted from Ethan Page himself, quote, I'm so embarrassed with how Impact lazily edited that segment last night and forced it to be a joke. I felt the thought of the same guys fighting each other was comedy enough, and the more serious we took it, the better the reaction would be. But... Because I left the company, they lied to my face and just did what they wanted the whole time. I am sorry if any of my fans paid for that pay-per-view and felt cheated. I honestly feel the free version I gave away was made with more love, care, and attention to detail. Sadly, I had no control over the creative or the final product, and the editor refused to send it to me beforehand. So I saw it live with you guys and was surrounded by family, all scratching their heads at that high school project level delivery on a pay-per-view. I pray people know I didn't edit that hot garbage. 
I actually begged Impact not to even have Karate Man on TV. I only wanted it for my YouTube channel. But we don't write the shows. We just get the scripts and do our best. IDK, I don't know. What else to say? Breaks my heart this company refuses to respect its talent or its fan base on a regular basis. All right. So thoughts on Ethan Page, no longer with Impact Wrestling, currently a free agent, and what he had to say about the pay-per-view version of Ethan Page versus the Karate Man, Patrick O'Dowd. So as I try to understand this, so he's saying that Impact owned content he put on YouTube, therefore they could take control of the Karate Man gimmick and force us to watch it in their own chopped up style. Because that seems strange to me. And I, and I love me some Ethan Page. But I feel like something's missing here in, in how the run with this gimmick came along. Ethan's a good guy. Eh. Ethan's a good guy. But I just, I, I'm sorry, I don't think a company just does, I, I think a company has creative control over what they put out there and the content of their product and, and how it's edited and put together. But I don't know that Impact is like, Hey, we saw this on your YouTube channel and we're going to make our own thing based on it. And you have no say or creative control and we're going to cut it poorly. And that's going to be that. Like, yes, they, they have final say on the result, but like the, the gimmick and the property that was going for a while on a few impacts, it wasn't like just one. And then suddenly we had it on a pay-per-view before Ethan Page walked out the door. So I, I don't know that I, I completely buy that this is all on impact. I mean, if you're not, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Like no one forced him to put on the headband and, and the short shorts, like no one forced him to do that. He did it. And, and, and if he didn't want to do it, like Stone Cold Steve Austin said it before, like, if you don't want to do it, just don't do it. And people might say, well, he's only Ethan Page. He's a tag team guy in impact wrestling, whatever. He was on his way out the door. It's not like he was even trying to resign with them. He was pretty much overt about the fact that he wasn't going to go back. So, and this was filmed in November and, and when, when this match between Ethan Page and the Karate Man was filmed in front of a green screen. And, and obviously, as he says, looks like a high school project. By the way, has he ever seen Wrestle House? Like, it looks like it was filmed on a cell phone and, and edited by a child. Like, that's the point of it. Like, it was supposed to be campy. It was supposed to be dumb. And honestly, I don't think it was on his playlist at all. And and I think and like you, I love Ethan Page. Look, he's been on the show four times on our shows, four times in the past. Really, four times? Yeah, Whoa. four times he was been on with us. Um, yeah, because that's, that's almost like Adam Pierce level of. That's well, that's the Adam Pierce rule. Remember, really? no one could be on as many times as Adam Pierce. So that's that's how that works. Um, talked about that on the Tuesday wow. morning edition. Actually, no, that comes up on the. Uh, Greg DeMarco show or on the chair shot radio that I told you guys to listen to. Um, but it's, it's just to me, like, I don't know, like you didn't know. I mean, it just seems he's trying to claim he didn't know something that he obviously knew in my opinion. And I mean, look, um, we got this new format, right? You said something's missing. I think he's lying. Like to be a hundred percent honest with you, like, I don't think he's being fully uh-huh. truthful with what's going on here. But there's no repercussion for him right now. He's gone from the company. And and I well, I said right. there's no repercussion. I actually don't agree with that, but I'll talk about that in a minute. Miranda, what do you think? It's it's you know what we think. 
Where do you stand in the Ethan Page Karate Man Impact Wrestling debacle? Yeah. Well, going back to what Patrick's point was, I, I don't think it was Impact trying to take any stance on ownership of the Karate Man gimmick. I think it was you know, maybe a way for them to easily write him out because if they knew he was leaving, I think they needed a story to tell that help write him out in an easier way um, than maybe the dissolution of uh, the North with, with Josh Alexander. I'm not, I'm not sure, but um, it sounds like maybe this was for them kind of the easiest exit strategy and also maybe not only just in in storytelling but also just in in ring work they didn't have to disrupt anything in ring they could just have this side story and and let him go off into uh the great wide yonder now i do see where he's coming from that once they recorded it and he left that they didn't give him access to any of the footage or any of the editing. So he was out of that process. I'm sure maybe while he was recording it, there was things about it that he liked and he thought that they were going to go with, but ultimately when he left and all of that footage remained with him, they went in a different direction. And, and ultimately it's their right as the company who filmed it and recorded it. But I go back to wrestling in some ways being an, an art form. And that's a whole other topic and conversation for another day. But for someone who took pride in this character work, I think he really just viewed and wanted this to come off really well because that was the last images that Impact fans were going to have of him in quite some time, if not ever. And so I do feel like there is a justified level of frustration that anyone who does any type of media, um, when you film a product and then it gets edited in a way that you don't like, uh, it can, it sucks. And, uh, I mean, I'm going to jump into maybe some bandwagon nerds territory, and this is also very not comparable, but somewhat of a similar case from what I understand. But you talk about justice league and the Zack Snyder cut, you know, that was someone, even though he left that project, that whole movie went into a very different direction when he left. And to the point where now they're coming out with a four-hour version of the movie. Maybe one day we'll see a four-hour version of the Karate Man match. Who knows? But I think I, I can right. see some someone understandably upset that a company took what they uh, they made I, and I gotta, created. I gotta defend. It. I gotta defend Impact a little bit harder on this. Like, are you trying to tell me? Like, and, and Greg, you said I think he's lying. Adam Page, are you really trying to tell me that you thought that the Karate Man gimmick and your match against yourself was going to be this something to be taken seriously and edited beautifully cinematic match? Like, I don't is think that Adam Page really nor Ethan what Page we're selling here? Um, I don't think I don't think Adam Page thought that. I don't think Ethan Page thought that either. Or Ethan Page, either, either Page, uh, Diamond um, Dallas Page also didn't did think really that that was going to happen. My bad. Um, Page didn't think that was going to happen. No, no one named Page thought that was going to happen. But here, okay. And, Diamond Dallas. And, and I I mentioned him. I think you were. Listening. I'm sorry, you were mumbling. It's okay. Um, okay. Here's what I. Miranda brought something up that that really brought up a, an idea in my head. Yes, the logical thing would have been for the North to break up, and for Ethan Page to put over Josh Alexander on the way out. Miranda, what did Josh Alexander do at Hard to Kill? He had his own match on the pre-show. Yes. Do you know how that match turned out? No. He lost. He lost to Brian Myers. He lost to Kurt Hawkins on the pre-show of Hard to Kill. 
And so instead of breaking up the North and using that to elevate Josh Alexander, he lost on the pre-show. So Patrick, you said something's missing. Here's what I think is missing. I think the idea was to break up the North and I think they didn't want to do it. I don't think Ethan Page and Josh Alexander were down for that because they might want to be the North again in the future when Josh Alexander's deal is up, maybe in NXT, maybe in AEW, whatever. Um, well, I said maybe in NXT. At this point, I'm going to say in AEW, and I'll explain why here in a second. Um, here's my problem, okay? And Miranda, you said wrestling's an art form. Wrestling's an art form when it's your hobby. Wrestling's an art form when you're a hobbyist. Wrestling's an art form when you're Kenny Omega and you convince them to let you go to Impact and do whatever the hell you want. And that's what really gets me. Like, Impact is the most flexible company in the world. And Ethan Page trying to say they, they, he got bamboozled and, and, and bulldozed on this. I, I seriously doubt it. I think the missing piece is they didn't want to break the team up and, and have him and have them feud on the way out the door. And, and he sounds to me like a mark. He sounds to me like someone who's like, this isn't what I wanted to do. Like he sounds to me like he should be in all friends wrestling at this point. Um, here's my big problem though, dude, you're a free agent. Okay. You're trying to go out there and you're in the best shape of your life. He is, dude. He, he's, he's in great shape. He's a hell of a talker. He's a very talented wrestler. He should be shooting for the stars right now. If I'm triple H, you think I want this guy after what he just did? He basically went out publicly the day after his thing comes out and talks completely negatively about the company because he said it himself. Like, we don't write the shows. We just get the scripts and do ourselves. Breaks my heart that this company refuses to expect its talent or its fan base on a regular basis. What do you think is going to happen if you sign with NXT? They're going to give you a script and expect you to do your best. Like, they're going to expect you to do the same thing you just complained about. And I just don't see it going very well for him if he goes down that road. And 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 I, I could imagine if he signs with WWE, him and old Triple H can have a little bit of conversation about how things went in Impact Wrestling and what's going to be expected of him if he's, you know, competing for, for the best wrestling company in the world, NXT. So I think he's bound, I think he's headed to AEW if this is what he really wants. If he wants his creative freedom, well, Ethan Page, you're going to get all of it and more on Dark. So... Have a great time. I just think this whoa, is a whoa, bad, whoa. bad. No, no, look. no, no. You left out. You left out the part where he goes on a brief run to job to Cody. <laughs> no, no, yes. I didn't. He's not that level. He's not coach. He's not job to Cody level. He might be one match. He might be one random no storyline match job to Cody level because that's what a lot of people. What, do. what about um? What what about uh? I don't know. Darby Allen. No, he wrestles Darby on Allen. Dynamite. He could probably wrestle the women's champion. She only gets to wrestle on Dark. So that'd probably be a place where he could he could potentially do that in AEW. But yeah, I just don't think this is I don't think this is very smart on his part. Like what did he expect to accomplish other than defending his art form? Like that doesn't sound like a professional wrestler well, to me. Maybe he's living that all ego gimmick. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. You know, like, he's become the gimmick. I mean, well, maybe I, he I believes don't know. again. Yeah, is he going low key on us and believes his own hype? Right. I I, I hope not. But well, and it, it's funny because we're not really disagreeing very much today. No. <laughs> well, well I mean, I, I think. Deal. Yeah, I, okay. I think I, in any personal like setting, as far as in a in a professional sense, if he, there were things that maybe he was promised that they rescinded on, or but he didn't said say that. that they were going to do this. 
I, and I don't know. He, he, he was in some ways very descriptive about his yeah. vision for this. I feel and like others. I feel like if there were broken promises, kind of he just would have go. I feel like if there were broken promises, he just would have put that shit out there. Like based on everything yeah, he else he just said, why, why only half bad company? Yeah. It's just it's such a bizarre sour grape sort of thing to write over At the worst time to throw do away. It. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's it, the worst time to do it over something that honestly isn't what makes or breaks your career. Right. Like this isn't, this wasn't your big shot. This no. wasn't your like moment in the sun. This was the company like, that Rob Van Dam wrestled for. And people asked him if he had retired while he was there. Right. And he was the world champion when that happened. Like, this is the company where Kurt Angle says it's a shame the best years of his career happened when no one was able to see it. Like, this is who they are. And he's right. that worried when he's about to go to a much higher stage and, and hit the, 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 the prime of his career, well, the most money-making years of his career. And, and the height of where he should be able to display his talents. And, and he's telling us he can only display his talents in the way he wants to display them. No one wants that. No, no one where he right. wants to go would want that. And I just think it's a bad look at the worst possible time for a guy who should be about to skyrocket. And he just took all the fuel out of the skyrocket, in my opinion. And that's too bad. Because I, I think he's great. I think he's fantastic. And it kind of sucks. Somebody call the Ultimate Warrior promo skills. Get the jet fuel filled with rockets. Yes. And the rocket fuel filled in the jet. Because you can't make any sense when you do the promo, by the way. Because I saw some, some faces there. Yeah. And and Ethan Page makes a lot of sense when he does this. But he's so good. I'm so... like He I'm, is. He is very good. Like yeah. I'm sad. I'm disappointed. Because he should be getting ready to hit into skyrocket, and I think it's probably dragged him down. Who? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't think I am, but maybe I'm wrong, and it won't drag him down. Who knows? But I just feel like this is a bad look. Bad look on Ethan Page. Greg, Greg, Greg DeMarco, would you would you book all ego Ethan Page for IZW wrestling? Depends on the price. Number one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, hey, hey, hey. How cheap is he? How cheap is right? he? Yeah. Okay. If, if Greg can get him for a good deal. Spoke, Here's the problem, though. Like and, and I've had this conversation with people, and, and, and Marin has been in one of these conversations before, too. Is he going to bring anybody to my event that's not already going to be there? The event that's probably going to sell out a week in advance of the show happening, like the last one did. So, no, I probably wouldn't, because if I were running a bigger venue, if I were running a different city, if I were, if we were suddenly expanding to, like, Los Angeles. But, no, I, I just... Unless he's going to be in town visiting family and just wants to show up for the heck of it, like like pull a Robbie E, and, and yeah, that's fine. But I just don't know. The answer is no. I mean, the, the real question is, would you pay for travel? Oh. Well, if you listen to Chair Shot Radio this morning, you already know the answer to that question. Flat rate, baby. Flat rate's the only way to go. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Lucha-masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Masked Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to lucha-masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution luchadores. 
stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Time for a brand new segment that we're going to do as part of the Babyface Heel podcast, and that is the Babyface Heel of the Week. It's our time to take a look at one of wrestling's most famous or infamous personalities from yesterday or today and decide how they were better or how would they be better as a babyface or as a heel. And this week's Babyface Heel of the Week is, of course, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Now, I actually have this. I'm going to change the order of this, and we're going to let Miranda Morales go first. This is not one where we have to be a babyface or a heel. This is one where we discuss a babyface or a heel. Miranda, how is old HBK better as a babyface or a heel? Ooh. I'm going to say heel. I think all the, especially like the classic Shawn Michaels when he was managed by Sherry Martell, you know, really starting out. I mean, one of the best things that he ever did was to super kick his, you know, tag team partner through a barbershop window that his career was made at that point. So I feel like a lot of his biggest milestones and moments were as a heel. Patrick, what do you think? See, it's a fair question because he had a great tweener run too, you know. Uh, um, but for me and for my money, my my favorite Shawn Michael memories, and yes, the barbershop window is 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 up there. But that WrestleMania run from Ric Flair to the Undertaker twice, as uh, I mean, I would I get nobody was really a heel in any of those stories. Like, so I'm going to say it's baby face, Sean running through that, but he wasn't a total baby. Like he was a tweener, like, but from, I'm sorry. I love you to being on his knees in Phoenix, Arizona and doing the, the throat slash to, to the undertaker to tell him to finish it. Like that's, it was, it was amazing, Ron. It was just, that to me, that's his best stuff. So he I was, guess baby face. He was a baby face the whole time yeah. of that. And, and he was he was the perfect example of what we talked about before where the baby face like him versus Sean or him versus John Cena at WrestleMania twenty two yeah. um or twenty three. That was definite baby face, baby face. But Shawn Michaels was the babyface villain and John Cena was a babyface hero. And that's kind of what you had that whole run from Flair to Taker is is he did a good job of sometimes he was and 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 in the, in the Flair feud, I mean, it was like two heroes colliding, right? It was like Civil War. But in the mm-hmm. Undertaker feud, they flip-flopped. Sometimes Michaels was the villain. Sometimes Taker was a villain. Remember, Taker didn't want to have the match. Didn't feel like he had to have the second match. And, and right. he's the one that And that actually, thing started at the Slammies. Yeah, and he made him put his career on the line. Like, like if yeah. you think about it, like, that's a villain move. Like, 
technically, right. The Undertaker didn't only beat Shawn Michaels to force him into retirement. He made him agree to that stipulation. It's not like Shawn said, I'll put it on my career. Yeah. Like, Taker put that on him. Um, but for me, well, that, yeah. I think the, the biggest baby faces are usually born out of a heel run. Like, you almost have to excel as a heel and then get turned. And I think that's what happened Shawn's first run up to a world championship uh, where, where he beat Bret Hart at WrestleMania. Like he had that heel run and then the fans basically turned him baby face, which is, is, is when that happened. I mean, even Randy Orton, like he didn't ascend a legendary status until after his baby face run, um, not the baby face run where evolution turned on him, but the baby face run that we saw happen from WrestleMania 25 or WrestleMania 26 when he basically got the, he was basically positioned as a babyface the very next night at Raw after beating Legacy, uh, his own faction. So to me, I got, it's tough, right? I picked a tough one for the very first, first one. Um, I, it's super close, but I got to go babyface to be honest with you. Like I think he was best as a babyface, which is says a lot because he was a damn good heel. Um, it is hard because all of his DX stuff, they also went from babyface to heel without really changing much. It was just the product around them changed to cause them to be mm-hmm. suddenly the good guys um, because they went attitude era. Like, like they were part of what ushered that in. So to me, that's also what causes some of that is, is the, uh, the situation that he was in and, and where he was. So Shawn Michaels, babyface heel oh, this week, the babyface heel of the week. Shawn Michaels is a babyface. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of So I'm changing the three-minute warning from what's on the rundown because Patrick O'Dowd, okay, Miranda may or may not have thoughts on this, but she has her own show, so whatever, right? It's fine. So Patrick O'Dowd sent me a couple text messages today, and man, they were funny. And, and so I, if I had a name for this segment, it would be Patrick goes heel. Patrick O'Dowd, what do you think of Lacey Evans nose? I hate that she got a nose job and that it's very prominent and you can see it. And maybe it's cause I haven't watched her wrestle in a while, but literally was watching her wrestle or um, watching her backstage with, uh, with Ric Flair and was like, she looks different. And then look, I like I Google imaged and was like, that is a very sloped, angular, perfect, like angled nose. And it was like, I hate it. <laughs> it was like, I, I don't like Lacey Evans's new nose job. Uh, it made, and I actually thought of Spaceballs. I was like, I want to give her back her old nose. Her old nose. No, it wasn't even a bad nose. Like, why did she, like, and I get it. It's her face. She can do what she wants with it. Of like, course. whatever. Uh, actually, I hate the Rick angle or Rick Flair angle too, but that's a whole other thing. Did she get divorced? Probably not. No. I don't know. I actually okay. don't mind the Rick Flair. I don't Flair think so. Angle. I think Old Man Flair is great. I really do. Like, it's it's actually not about Flair. It's about Lacey Evans. Yeah, like, and I know I she's mean, a heel, and I know what she's working, and I know I know it's she's using them. This yeah. is one of those things that this is one of those things I struggle with with pro wrestling today. Like, because if this was pro wrestling in the 80s, I'd probably be okay with this angle. And even the early 90s, because that blurred line of reality and not reality was was still a thing, like our, our willingness to play along. And one of the things that they really promoted Lacey Evans on for a while was her being a mom, 
and being in the military. And that, you know, when they were, especially when they were trying to get her over as a, as a, as a face. It is so like, just like, to me, it was icky. And, or I just, I think it's icky. I mean, um, I, don't know. I get it. If you it like so it, much. if you like old man space mountain, that's fine. I, they've done it. So I mean, Angel Garza literally got over by proposing to his girlfriend on NXT, and now he's the Latino Bachelor on Raw, handing out roses to people. Like it's just no, I get it. They, they don't, I mean, it's a television show. If anything, the original three-minute warning topic, where Alexa Bliss literally has a complete transformation mid-match against Oscar. I mean, and and Randy Orton gets set on fire after burning the 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 fiend like again people can know what they're watching like it's a tv show now is it a tv show where they want it to be and not it's it's more of a variety show now than ever before and Mm -hmm. i think it's it's an opportunity for lacey evans to get over in in a way because rick flair is rick flair and i also like the idea of rick flair and charlotte kind of being on opposite sides and and but you would also hope that they get over on just being Lacey Evans and Charlotte Flair. I mean, we literally saw well, them being not I mean, with Greg this and I saw, saw them being some of the first competitors in the 2019 Royal Rumble. And even at that point, we knew they were going to try and set something up between uh, yeah. two strong, right. independent, fiercely competitive I, women. I think, so, I think the big difference, though, Miranda, is as much as I love Lacey Evans, and I do, like, you can ask Greg what I said. Well, you were here for that show, I think. What I said about Lacey Evans in that Royal Rumble, where I was like, they see something huge in her. Because she was in, like, her debut Royal Rumble, she was in there for 20-some minutes and went toe-to-toe with, like, everybody before getting tossed. She she was pretty raw. Oh no. yeah, that was yeah. her first match. Um, and, 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 very, very good. And, and I th- and I think that the thing that that's where the flare rub ha- is coming in here is, is is that we're we're trying. It's it's like what Impact tried to do with AJ Styles that AJ didn't need because they just didn't recognize what was going on. They're like they're putting Ric Flair, they're pairing pairing him up with Lacey because they know that that is a. I get it, Greg. It is a story that'll work. I just you just don't like it. Kind of icky. Well, and he's icky, and, That's he, the and point, he's happily though. married. Like he's so happily married, like himself. Like the woman but he's married working. to brought him balance in life. Like <laughs> brought him back to to like yeah. normal. Like saved his ass. Right, and but now when he's like on television. He's not that guy. He's a character. And it's just hard. Sure. For yeah, but it, it all it, sometimes it and, does feel like, as as Patrick mentioned, if this was in you know the eighties and nineties, it'd feel like a much more acceptable story. I, it feels like they backtrack a bit from all the progress that they've made in in women's wrestlings and women's storylines when you throw a guy involved, especially Ric Flair. I mean, who, They've kind of copied and pasted this a, a few times to the p- fact where, you know, the, some of these things just don't age well. And I mean, we've seen it with some of the things that happened with Becky Lynch, where, you know, even some of those uh, interactions have been edited out just because it is kind of just it is that icky feeling. So, yes, in the moment, it is about the rub and it is about, you know. Uh, give, giving some more personality to Lacey Evans, which I think has been a struggle for her. This this creates a really good dynamic for her character, absolutely. But in the long run, does it also feel combative to what they've been doing with the whole women's movement and having you know women stand on their own without in, involving some other storylines? I'm just I I'm. It just seems so counterintuitive, but I mean, it's know. not like you went up and grabbed a money in the bank briefcase for her, so you've got that going for you. <laughs> I just we've think, learned. Apparently, we've learned. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, again, if this happened on a regular TV show, I don't think people would be as upset about it. And it's just, it's that still real to me. Part uh, for that's some people. a little like, bit of a strong word. What? I don't say I'm upset. I didn't say it's you weird. were. I just said people. This is kind of a gross feeling, right? Yeah, like a, that's, that's, it's just kind of like, it's ill. Me, like see, I put it out there. So like, why you got, why are you going to go like that? Like, why are you going to go there? I All felt right. so I felt so insecure about myself. I had to put my girl in my background. There. I noticed that. Yeah, you did. So I know I I learned things. So yeah. we talked. I about mean, it. she's she's done a fabulous. I mean, talk about fabulous job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love her transformation. Uh, you know, I I I've really liked her. You know, Carmela's work recently. So uh, and and overall, but I love this this new edge to her. It's fantastic. What kind of job she's does she do? Fantastic. What what oh, kind of job fantastic. was it? No, what kind of job does she Fantastic. do? Fantastic. No, what kind of job does she do? You said it before. Fabulous. Yeah, I can't find it anyway. I'm looking for it. I can't. F A B U L O U S. So you last night I, I was up and, and I was watching and you know what I went back and watched? I went back and watched Takeover New Orleans, where Adam Cole wins the ladder match for the North American Championship, which by the way is such a long match. I went downstairs, made food, went back upstairs, and it was still going, and I didn't even miss anything. And then later in the day, or later in the show, him and, and Kyle O'Reilly win the Dusty Cup and retain the NXT Tag Team Championships because Roderick Strong turns on Pete Dunn and joins the Undisputed Era. Such a great, great, great moment. And commentary did an amazing job talking about their history together. Like, they really did put that over big time, and it was a lot of fun to watch that. So, we got a minute. The original three-minute warning was that on Monday's edition of WRAW, and we talked about it, Alexa Bliss transformed into a brand-new version of herself in mid-match against Asuka, a fiendish version of Alexa, of Alexa, 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 and defeated the Raw Women's Champion with Sister Abigail. Thoughts on another thing we likely couldn't do if we had a regular... Audience of fans, Miranda. I mean, I, I, I'm intrigued by this. I have not been super keen on Alexa Bliss for quite some time, but I have to admit, I am on this bandwagon of hers. Um, I think it adds a nice touch to the um, match, and also it seems like this evolution we're having with her. Um, we saw it earlier in the night where she was talking to this imaginary Bray Wyatt, um, maybe a ghost, maybe imaginary friend. I'm not sure, but it does seem like we're seeing this level of intensity with and and this whole just persona change with her yet again, and so into kind of like a deeper layer, a darker side. And sometimes you really need that visual representation to help project that um, that change. So I think it's a fun way to uh, do something different in a match. Why not? And absolutely not something that you could do in a regular audience. So why not continue to leverage and play out some of these kind of funner ways to uh, do matches and have either surprise finishes or moments while you don't have fans? Um, and that way, too, we may we may eventually see this with with fans. But I like when they shake things up and do th- things new. So I, I'm not mad at it at all. Patrick, what do you think? Yeah, I'm kind of in the the let it marinate thing. Like I started speculating as to what it could really mean. Is she is this a new persona for Alexa, or is she possessed by Bray Wyatt? And mm-hmm. 
because and what what led me to ask that question were some of the facial features and just dope are facial expressions not features yeah. but like you got to give all kinds of credit to whatever this is with Alexa and just like the deadpan face that she carried throughout that after that shift um like it was just such a turn from the the creepy childlike character that she's been doing but yeah there was just there was a, I can't remember what the mannerism was it wasn't the turnbuckle bit but there was a when she was taking some shots from from Oscar, the way she moved her body when she took those bumps was very much like I saw Bray Wyatt in just the way she moved her body when she took the hits. And, and it made me wonder, I'd like, I don't want this to be the story, but I wondered if that was the story. Yeah. Brilliant performance. And, and she's done a really good job since, since taking this on. And honestly, she's done a, a really good job with everything they've given her since she's ascended to the main roster. And, and it is proven to be such a, such a great performer. I, I liked it. Um, I'm intrigued to see where it goes. And I definitely, you know, WWE is different than any other wrestling show in the world or wrestling company in the world. Um, so we're cool with Alexa bliss supernaturally transforming into a different character, but not cool with Lacey Ryan using old man flair. Got it. Oh, Hey Mark. Lacey Evans. Did I say Alexa Bliss? You, say no, you Lacey said Lacey Ryan. Ryan. Oh, she's like that Vegas Lacey thing. Evans. Yeah. Lacey Evans being used by... Lacey Ryan could also benefit from using Old Man Flair. Her career would ascend really quickly if she did that. <laughs> Does, so. Also doesn't need it, but that that's neither here nor there. That, that's not a conversation we'll have today. I, I'm, I'm sorry that I don't like a storyline, Craig. I'm for, please forgive me. For, for not liking every storyline WWE puts yeah, out. Yeah, it's man. like, oh, we can't be creeped out by a story, so we can be creeped, you know, we're supposed to be creeped out by Alexa Bliss possibly being You're probably supposed by Bray to be Wyatt, creeped out by But old not man being Flair. creeped out by old man Flair hitting on yet another, 30, you know, young female 30, 30 years of The Undertaker, but suddenly we can't do gay spooky. <laughs> like... <laughs> but you were fine... <laughs> Again, you're probably feeling the way about Ric Flair and Lacey Evans that you're supposed to feel, and it's working. Gross. Yeah, but not, but not for the reason that I feel. No, don't do that. Oh, my goodness. Did you just say that? Did you just say that? You just sounded like every internet mark we've ever made fun of. That's okay. No, it's not okay. We all okay. have our moments. You're better than we that. We all have our moments. Most of the time, but we all have our moments. Man. You man, telling man. me you've never, you've never had an internet mark moment ever? Oh, of course I have. Ever. Come on now. And you, and you won't have one in the future at some point? I ever. have one pretty much every... Daily? Every single... Yeah, daily. Any, I mean... You we know. all do. Daily. Of course I do. Of course I hey, do. Hey, fuck you, Greg. You're just saying that just because I couldn't Ooh, find this. That's a good one. That's a good one. I was going to say, you totally interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> Left I did enough dead air, too. You. So you cut it clean. Oh, you could splice there that up real it. good. See how I did that for you? Yeah, I'll find You're it welcome. right around right around 45 minutes, 46 minutes. Yeah, we'll uh we'll cut that out and use it. Fuck you, Pat. Oh. All right, we're gonna wrap things up on this edition of the Babyface Heel Podcast. My name is Greg DeMarco. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Chairshot Greg. You can follow Patrick O'Dowd at Wrestling Realist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G. R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can follow Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda Patrick. What are people missing if they haven't listened to Bandwagon Nerds? 
you're going to listen to the nerds break down the first two episodes of WandaVision. And then we spent most of the show kind of rolling back on uh, updates on some previous topics, streaming still taking over the world. And Miranda mentioned the Justice League. The Ray Fisher story won't go away. Like, just won't go away. And then what about the review this week? What's what's the nerd review? Uh, the nerd review this week, we... Shit, I forgot what we reviewed. <laughs> this coming week, this coming week, we're reviewing war games. Okay. Um 80s classic. It's something recent too, like what last week? Yeah, last week was Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. What's funny is that because I don't do the the Thursday night, Wednesday nights. uh, Like I don't even know what it is until it hits the website. Now, like I literally forward it to Andrew and don't even open it and see. And so I read as as a reader. So very excited about that, Miranda. What are people going to hear and see on this week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show? Yes, we are back on video this week, and we are going to be discussing the results of Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill, specifically the main event, because if you listen to last week's episode, we had some thoughts about it, and especially if some of our predictions were going to be right, which they were, we oh, were yeah. going to talk about it. So we are Let's going to be say... talking about... Some jerk face asshole hit the nail on the head with what was going to yeah, happen. He does that every so often. Yep. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about the big news of WrestleMania that was also announced regarding uh, WrestleMania 37 and the locations for 38 and 39. And also uh, just a little special shout out ode to uh, Billy Kay because uh, I love her and I'm going to talk about it. There you go. So hey, give it that, all that that Henry Panky reporter guy, he was pretty good. He was. He's dope. Yes. The whole thing was good. I really loved, really loved that video. All right. Well, we thank you for listening hey, to this edition of the show. Hopefully we have more things to banter and argue about in the future. More babyface heels to decide whether they were better as a babyface or a heel. Until next time, this has been the Babyface Heel Podcast, where you know there are two sides to every storyline. For Patrick O'Dowd and for Miranda Morales, I'm Greg DeMarco reminding you to do what? To always use your head. Awesome! I came to... Okay. There's a price to pay. Time for you to get down on your knees. I came to... Thechairshot.com. Always use your head.